daily bread. Lead us not into no temptation, but deliver us from all sin and evil. Forgive us our debts, we forgive our debtors. Forgive us for our transgressions, we forgive those that transgress against us. For thou the power of the glory forever, Father God. Heavenly Father, we're coming for you right now, Father. We come with our head bowed down under the locks of our shoulder once again, Father. We come to tell you thank you right now, Father. We come to tell you thank you right now for the blood still running warm in our veins, Father God. We realize that it wasn't nothing so great or perfect that we done, Father. But it was your grace and your mercy that was sufficient, Father. Lord God, I thank you for her and rising this morning, Father God. Able to lift our heads once again, Father. Lift it to the sunshine, Father. To another day that we never seen before, Father God. I thank you right now, Father God. But Lord God, we need you to stop by and do Father. We need you to stop by in a mighty way, Father God. Somebody in the need of one thing, Father. Somebody in the need of something else right now, Father. You know all about us right now before you ask of me, Father. But Lord God, we need your anointing right now, Father. Father God, we ask that you stop by the hospital right now, Father. Stop by the nursing homes right now, Father. Stop by the highways and byways, Father. Stop by Right now, Father. Yes. Stop by and trust the undeserved right now, Father. Let them know that time is winding up, Father. That we need to get our act together, Father. We need to come into house of worship one more time, Father. But Lord God, I need you to stop by the Jiggy's house right now, Father. Stop by and touch him in the mighty name of Jesus, Father. You know all about him right now, Father. He's your servant, Father, as well as his helpmate, Father God. But Lord God, I ask that you continue to keep him, Father. Pop him up on every week and lead inside, Father. But Lord God, church the furloughs right now, Father. You know all about him right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, touch Deacon Brother right now, Father. Yes. Touch his mind right now, Father. Yes. Regulate it like you said you would, Father. Fix his heart right now, Father. So yes. the pump like you wanted to pump, Father. Father God, guide him in a mighty way, Father. But Lord God, I need you to stop by and touch our pastor, Father. Give him the word right now, Father. So he'll be able to do what you have to do, Father. Father God, keep him in the hall of your hand, Father. Father God, he's your shepherd, Father. You put him in this tabernacle, Father. But Lord God, thank you right now, Father. I ask that you touch the deacons right now, Father. Touch him in a mighty way, Father God. You know all about us right now, Father. Father God, we come short of your glory, Father. We ask that you stand there and pick us up, Father God. Turn us all around, Father. Place our feet on a solid ground, Father. And Lord God, I ask that you touch my mother this morning, Father. You know all about her right now, Father. You know her situation before I even ask of you, Father. But have mercy right now, Father. Have mercy on her right now, Father. Lord God, we need you right now, Father. We need you to stop by right now, Father. Show up like the mighty Russian wind, Father God. But Lord God, have mercy on us now, Father. Have mercy, Father. Father God, you said we go down on bow knees, Father, and call on your son, Jesus, name, Father. You said whatever we need, go down and ask, Father, and believe and have in your name, Father. And Father God, when it's all over, Father, and we can do nothing else, Father, when we lay down and our mouth is glued, Father God, and we can't say one word, Father, receive us, Father. Receive us into your kingdom, Father. Yes, Lord. Receive us into your kingdom, yes, Father. Yes, yes, yes. For this prayer, I pray in your son Jesus' name. 
In his name I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Glory, glory.
you're all powerful, all knowing, all seeing God. We thank you. Father God, you're a strong provider. You're battle-axed in times of battle. Father God, you're bombing you today. And you're a waymaker. We just thank you. Father God, you are all those things for us wrapped up in one. And we just want to say thank you. We want to thank you for bringing from Sunday to Sunday once again. Father God, you protected us from dead and seen and unseen. We just want to say thank you. Father God, we just want to say thank you just for giving us grace and mercies. New mercies each and every day. Father God, we ask you to look beyond our faults and meet your people at their need. Somebody need you for one thing, somebody need you for another. But Father God, as we stand here in agreement, we know that you would move on our behalf. So we ask so many, Father, that you just do that on our behalf. Father God, go to our sick and our children at their homes right now. Father God, I say listen to the service. Father God, we ask you to minister to their spirit right now. Heal their bodies. Give them peace that's surpassing all understanding. And encourage them, oh Father God. Let them know that you have never leave them nor forsaken us. Father God, we know that here. That's why we're here. Because you never will leave us nor forsake us. We ask the Father God that you give us an equal understanding. Give your people wisdom knowledge and understanding and fight our battles for us, oh Father God. Release it and bind it in the spirit realm so we can do the same here on earth, oh Father God. You know what we need when we need it. You've already walked on our steps, so we thank you for that. You, you ask us to call those things for them not as if they are, Father God, because you know you can do all things. And if it's not even in process or in physically, and made up. All you have to do, oh Heavenly Father, is speak the word and it will happen. We ask and thank you right now that you bless each and every one of your people under the sound of my voice. And whatever's accomplished, oh Father God, doing this service, and whatever's accomplished, Father God, you will continue our walk with you. We'll give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. If you do this good single thing for us, oh Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the praise and glory. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. All love the Lord. Say amen. 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 Amen.
morning to our Sunday morning Father's Day worship service. Good morning, family. Good morning, family. Amen, amen. We extend happy Father's Day wishes to all of our fathers in the house today. To God be the glory. And you know what? We're going to celebrate you a little later into the service um, with gifts and treats. So fathers, get ready, get ready, get ready. Amen. Tomorrow we will celebrate Juneteenth, June the 19th. This is a federal holiday commemorating the emancipation of enslaved African Americans. Let's enjoy a safe celebration tomorrow and let us remember what this day is all about. Pastor Clark wishes to thank the choir for doing a great job last Wednesday night at that Missionary Church. Come on, church. You can always go back to uh, Gethsemane's uh, Facebook page and we were in performance there and enjoy a wonderful service. We thank Sister Angela Brown for being there with us, cheering us on. Amen. Amen. I would also like to take this time to uh, thank Sister Flora Owens. She's not here today, but uh, a couple of weeks ago she blessed the church with an enormous amount of paper goods and you know we need that so we want to say thank you to her for her donation to God be the glory. Amen. Our mission ministry will celebrate our mission anniversary on next Sunday, June 25th during our morning worship service. We want to remind all of our members that our assessment is $25 per adult member so you can start paying that today or you can do it tomorrow, um, next Sunday. But we continue to ask your support in the ministry and works of mission. We're asking the ladies, if you will, to wear white and the men, you can wear black or dark suits. Thank you. Let us continue to pray for all of our sick, shedding, and bereaved. We want to acknowledge the passing of Sister Amy uh, Thomas's aunt, who was funeralized on yesterday. Our condolences go out to her and her family. We ask you to remember Dr. Jenkins in your prayers as well. They're out today, but they should be in route back to South Florida as we speak. So we ask the Lord for traveling grace. And to all of our sick, shunned, and bereaved, Brother Isaiah, Sister Furlow, and others, we continue to pray for you. Amen. We have an inspirational quote for fathers today, and that quote is, fathers have the power to impact generations of life, of lives. So make sure your impact in this 21st century is a positive one. To God be the glory. And it's now back into the hands of God be the glory for the great things he has done. Amen? Amen. It is such a blessing to be in the house of the Lord one more time. You see everyone is back in the sanctuary again. You've heard all the announcements that read into your hearing. is coming yourselves accordingly. I want to personally thank the choir for doing such a uh, good job. I was able to view you. I, I had to work for a night. I was able to watch you. You did a fine job. Did, did, did a fine job. Proud that I know you guys. I know there are people on that camera. Uh -huh. Amen. A few of my employees watch y'all too. 
Father God, come against the spirit of poverty and failure in the lives of young people right now. Father God, the doors that have been closed or that open the right door. Father God, bless them with the spirit of prosperity and success. That when they put their feet, let them claim as their ground, and when they place their hands, let it prosper. Let this offering be used for the betterment of building your kingdom. And when given days are over, Father God, save us a place anywhere in your kingdom will be just all right with us. And all the love of God, say amen. 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 And amen. Choir, get some music, church, stand up. And come from the back, please. Thank you. 
who can. Amen. Turn your Bibles with us on this Father's Day. The book of Genesis, chapter 6. The book of Genesis, chapter 6. I want to shine some harmonic spotlight this morning for my conversation with you, verses 1 through 13. Genesis, chapter 6, verses 1 through 13. Let's pray. O oh Lord our God, I excellent is your name in all the earth. Father God, is once again another time that we stand behind this holy roster to proclaim your word. Father God, we cannot do it by ourselves. We need you. We need wisdom, knowledge, and understanding so that we can understand what you're saying to us. We ask, oh Father God, that when we are weak, strengthen us. Use me as by me. Strengthen me when I'm weak at Right now, in the name of Jesus, take me back down into the storehouse of wisdom and knowledge. Allow me to say only what you need said to your people today. Father God, God, let your word go forward with power of mind. Let it not return unto you void. Father God, I Satan as he goes to and fro, preventing the word of knowledge to go forth to your people. Be perished for lack of knowledge. Father God, we ask right now in the name of Jesus that you move upon the hearts and minds of your people right now in the name of your son Jesus. And whatever is accomplished here will help me, Father. We'll be careful to give you, O oh Lord, and only you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. Speak, Lord, for your people here. <laughs> Genesis chapter 6. Begin at the first verse. Commence in the first verse. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wise of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he is also he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, that they bear children to them, and same became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air. For it repented me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, 
Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence. Through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. And we know that God's word is already blessed. God was upset, y'all. He was really upset. I like to put a tag on this text, on this Father's Day. The good Father. The good Father. You may take a seat in the presence of the Lord. The good Father. Father's Day. If you want to make a list of the great fathers of the Bible, you might include men like Abraham or Isaac, Jacob, fathers like Solomon, who in the book of Proverbs gave godly counsel to his sons, or a man like Joseph, who was espoused to Mary, married her after the birth of Jesus, and raised the son of God in his own house. Those men, godly men, we were raised up as examples of good, successful fathers. However, most of us would not include the man who is the object of my text this morning. Because Noah made some king-sized mistakes. He got drunk on the eve of reconstruction. He was naked before his own sons. He made some terrible missteps. But a man's life, the book of a man's life, cannot be judged by reading just one chapter. You have to take in the totality of his life, Mother Thomas, to see whether or not that man or that woman has been truly successful. Like many of us, Noah had to get across some hurdles that fathers today have to get across with their own children. Noah raised his family during a time of extreme wickedness. Noah raised children in a time of great violence. Two times the violence is mentioned in the text I read to you. This world we live in today is very violent. It's evil. It's corrupt, evil, it's wicked. It's against that sin, it's against that sensitivity that we have to try and bring up godly children. Noah raised his children at times when God's ways were being ignored. There was a day when you could tell if a man was a man. And a man was not afraid of his masculinity. But the culture today is trying to tell men, we need to get in touch with our feminine side. Sister Thomas, but I don't have a feminine side. Every man, under the sound of my voice, who is 100% USDA prime man, should not be ashamed of our manhood. For we are raised in the image and the likeness of God. Male and female created he them. I don't care who Bruce Jenner thinks he is. God created him male. 
and the sickness of this culture ignores the ways of God. And it is against that background we have to try to bring up godly children. All right. But I want to help us from the word of God, I'm in the book, to look at how all of us men in this church and under the sound of my voice can be successful fathers. Scripture teaches us that Noah walked with God. Two words, brothers and sisters, give us the clue to where Noah stood with the Lord. The words grace and just. He was a perfect man. He was a man who found grace in the eyes of God. And he was a just man. A just man means that Noah had his, had his standing before God. God based on based his standing on God's grace in Noah's life. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Right. Unmerited favor. God just bestowed kindness upon Noah because Noah walked with God. Yeah. Brothers and sisters, the greatest gift you can give to your family is, to, is for them to know that you are saved. The greatest gift that a father can give to his son or daughter is for your child to know that you are saved from your walk with God. They can tell that you have been converted, Sister Amy. From your walk with God, they can tell that you have been consecrated. From your walk with God, they know that you are consistent, converted, consecrated, and consistent. That's what it means to walk with God. Converted, consecrated and consistent. Are y'all still a pastor? It gets hard, but you keep on walking. The road gets rough, but you keep on walking. The days get long, the nights get difficult, but your walk is so consistent that when you walk with God, when the winds blow, it can push you off your off, push you off track. Many of us are carried away in the words of scripture by every wind and doctrine. Everything that come up, everything that comes along, we want to get involved in it. We want to have our hand on everything. We're not sure where we are. Can I go there? Only preacher if I have to. We're not sure where we are in this homosexual discussion. We are kind of diffident and we feel sorry for them. Well, don't you feel do you feel sorry for a pedophile when he gets arrested? If you got good sense, no, you don't. If you don't feel sorry, do you feel sorry for a murderer if he has did something? No. Sin is sin. Hello now. Sin should never be tolerated. Talk back to me now. Now listen, toleration does not mean I go along with your sinful lifestyle. To tolerate means I pray for you and continue to love you. I can't save you. I make no judgment. I just continue to pray and I accept you. Because I'm accepting you don't mean I agree with your lifestyle. And don't force your lifestyle on me. To tolerate means I pray for you so you can come out of lifestyle as a child of God. My walk is consecrated. My walk has to be consistent All right. because I've been converted, and my com my conversion means I'm not the same. Amen. See how Christ y'all getting on me? Come out, come out from the scripture says, come out from among them. Your thinking has got to be different. Your attitude has got to be different. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Yeah. 
We are not like the world. If you're going to be a successful father, if you're going to be a successful parent, you got to stick out like a sore thumb. Right. I was not my children's friend. I had enough friends. I have a responsibility as a parent to be converted. Consecrate, consecrated, and consistent in my war so that my child will never be able to wash back into my face. You can't tell me nothing. Look at your picture on Facebook. Walk with God and be consecrated. Converted and have a consistent lifestyle. When I get ready to discipline and tell and tell my child the truth, I won't have to, to worry about again thrown back in my face, Sister Andy. I saw you in the street. I saw you hanging out at the club. I saw you drunk. I saw you running women. No, I want to be able to stand with integrity because my walk with God is being consistent. Y'all are quiet here this morning. But this is the business, business of parenting, Deacon Cook. It's not for sissies. It's not for the faith of heart. Right. And it's not for those who are scared to tell their children the truth. Right. You can speak with authority when you walk is consistent. Yes. What they saw you do last month, they see you do today. I'm in church on Sunday morning. I'm trying to teach my children and my grandchild was right because my walk is consecrated, converted, and consistent. Y'all right. with me? Right. That's how you be a successful father. Not buying them a car, not buying them some dollars tennis shoes, but making them do and telling them what is right in the sight of God. I did not like my daddy, Sister Field, until I was 18 years, years old. Because at 17, I spent to meet the first came along. I was still a junior in high school. And we you know what my daddy told me? That's when I started reading like He said, you know what? Now, son, failure is not an option for you. You got responsibility. You want to play? Now you got to pay. He said, guess what? If you want to act like an adult and do things like an adult, then you got to work like an adult. Because guess what? You get your check. The first check you get, you better make sure. She got pampers, infamil back in the day. You make sure you take it to her mama. Because guess what? You are a man. That's what a man does. I don't get these men that. I don't get why you. How y'all get involved with men that want to play child support? I can't figure that out. That ain't a man. That's a sperm donor. That is not a man. That is a sperm donor. I don't bite my tongue. Go ahead. I don't understand. I can't get over it, y'all. I can't, and this is not beating my men here, but I got this is part of the message. Amen. Don't come up to me when I'm going in the Walgreens and ask me, can I give you a dollar? You look healthier than me. Okay. I got three jobs and you got none. Right. You need to find something to do. Because you don't come to me like that, you're going to get a word. You went everywhere I look and I see the sign saying for how. I was not my child's friend. Y'all hear me? You can't tell me nothing. Look at your picture. That's what they said. I almost lost my spot. I got happy. My walk with God is consistent. You can speak with authority when your walk is consistent. You can be a successful father by not just giving them things. I told you the story. How about I, I saw my daddy get up every morning and go to work. I saw my daddy feed us and take care of us and provide for us. That's what makes us successful fathers. If you do that with your children, you might not know it, but one day they will come back and say, thank you. Amen. Noah, walk with God. 
That made him a successful father. All but right. when you read 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 5, Noah not only walked with God, but he also witnessed to others. Are y'all witnessed? He also witnessed to others. For 120 years, Deacon Cook, Noah preached righteousness. One sermon for 120 years, he preached the same sermon. The title, the title of it, Brother Daniel, three points. The conclusion is with one thing. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. That's all what? It's going to rain. Some same sermon for 120 years. And he only got seven converts. Because you can see danger, we can see danger and disregard it. Somebody can tell you the truth and you won't pay any attention to it. Because when you want to do what you want to do, every imagination that can come to you, the Bible says right here, their imagination was only evil continually. They was hearing the truth, but guess what? That evil imagination don't let them believe it. When there was nothing evil going on, they thought of something evil to do. And that's what's going on in the world today. Evil continually, but con 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 concomitant, and that means at the same point as what's going on in the first point. Noah walked with God, and his walk was converted. And so his walk being converted made him have a different conduct. Because when you are converted, it changes your conduct. You got to watch who you walk with. Because evil communication spoils good manners. Are y'all with me? Watch who you hang out and walk and talk with. Because evil communication spoils good manners. When you are converted, that is a parallel conduct. If you say you're a Christian, your conduct ought to be Christian. You're not like everybody else. Y'all hear me? You're not like everybody else, and you ought to be all right with that. Stop apologizing because you're not like everybody else. Stop being embarrassed about that. My conversion issues into my conduct. Y'all with me? Brothers and sisters, dear pastor, there's a whole other thing as a Christian I just can't do. All right. Now please, don't walk out of here with the wrong interpretation of what pastor said. Even as a Christian, some things I won't do. I'm not trying to stand here and act like I'm so holy and I keep all the Lord's commandments close to heart. And if the Lord didn't restrain me, I'd be the biggest fool in Miami. I know what you got your mind on, but let me pull your mind back in church. So God had to keep me a poor preacher. Trying to me trying to make my way to heaven. Because that's the only way he could save me. So he didn't give me gifts that I couldn't handle. Because I don't know if I'd be in church if I'd have three million dollars. <laughs> Y'all ain't got to come back. Listen, you're not all Christian you ought to be because of what you haven't done. You're a Christian most of the time because of what God kept you from. Yeah. 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 God kept us from drugs. God kept us from alcoholism. God kept us from prostitution. You could have been all of that, but God kept you from it. 
Not because you've been so holy, but because God's grace. Your conversion should equal your conduct. And then your consecration should usher you into conversation. He walked with God in conversion. That changed Noah's conduct. He walked with God in consecration, and that changed his conversation. As a believer, my conversation is in heaven. I have heaven in my view, y'all. And I don't get it right all, I don't get it right all the time. As a father or as a Christian, we often fall and make mistakes. But then you don't, but you know then you don't have to stay down there in your mistakes. Because God is able to pick you up, turn you around, and place your feet on some solid ground. I wish I had a witness up in there. If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. My conversation is the way it is this morning because God cleansed me. You, you notice how different David talked. Walk with me now. You notice how different David talked after Nathan, the prophet, left his house? David thought that his sin that he committed with, with Bathsheba and killed Uriah who had been slept under, swept under the rug. For an entire year, nothing happened. Because nothing happened, he thought it had been expunged. But then Nathan the prophet comes and tells him something in the palace, a little story. And then at the end of the story, Nathan the prophet says, O king, you are the man. An impotent and impenitent conversation. David falls on his knees. And he, in repentance, writes Psalms 51. Have mercy on me, O God. Have you ever had to pray that type of prayer? According to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercy, blot out all my transgressions against thee, and thee only have I sinned and done all this evil in your sight. Purge me with hyssop, wash me thoroughly from my sins, creating me a clean heart, and renewing me the right spirit. The right spirit. I know I messed up, but Lord, please, please, Lord, don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. The only people who can shout right now is people who've had to pray that prayer. I've been down in the dirt. Have I got the one that's here? I messed up so bad that there's some things in my past I wish I could undo. But grace and mercy, he washed it away for me. I wish I had a witness over here. I had to ask God to create in me a clean heart. Let me have so I can have sympathy on people who did some of the same stuff I did. A reason why, and one of the reasons why people don't like to come to church is because church people in church are sometimes too hard on people. You have no grace. You got you're not graceful. People do not want to come to church around mean people, hard-hearted, ugly acting people. They get enough of that from their job. Why they gotta come to church and get it? They get enough of that with their husband and their wives and from their family. They want to come to a place where it's warm, graceful, inviting, and kind. Because the world has torn me up all week. And when I come to church. I need to sit by somebody who can encourage me. Yes. I don't know what your need is, but I'm here this morning because I need some grace. Yes. I said, I don't know what you need, but I'm here because I need some mercy. Yes. 
Anybody else here? Anybody else here? Keep some grace, act some mercy. I'm not talking about 30 years ago. I'm talking about some stuff that you did just last week. Some stuff that you did just yesterday. Some stuff that God could have wiped us out yesterday for. When he let us come in here this morning, yes he did, with a different conversation. Any man being Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things are new. Do some new stuff, y'all. Y'all with me now. All things have become new. My consecration got something to do with my conversation. And being consistent has something to do with my commitment. No walk with God in consecrated, converted commitment. That was a steady walk. No matter what the weather forecast, North preached the same thing. And the danger with hearing preaching, here we go, oh boy. The danger with hearing preaching is that you can be inoculated against the warning. You can become inoculated with what pastor said. I'm saying the same thing. I'm talking about Jesus every Sunday. I'm going to give it to you and present it to you in a different type of way. But I'm saying the same thing. Stop what you're doing. God don't like that. Do what the word of God says. You can come here every Sunday and hear the same thing. And if you want to know, you want to check your inoculation, you're hearing the word, but you ain't changing. You are not there. You vaccinated against the word. You ain't changing. You got comfortable with yourself. Certain things that should bother you, you see it, it don't bother you no more. What the world does, here we go, here we go. What the world does is desensitize us. With TVs, with commercials, it desensitizes us to things. Sister Morrison taught in a class. Today, that some of the stuff I see on TV, I can't tell you. Because a lot of things we see on TV now, we didn't used to see back in the day. But it was introduced to us very slowly. So slowly that you've seen it now, and it ain't bothering you. Hello. It's just not bothering you. Because we're all trying to be politically correct on TV, too. So you've seen it, but you ain't paying attention to it. Because so, you know, God used to seeing it now. That's become second place. I got a father. Amen. Yes, right. yes, God let us come here. And hear me, brother says it. It's gonna rain. It's definitely gonna rain. I said the same thing often. So often I'm saying the word of God to you till it becomes trite and sophomoric. You hear the same thing. And like I said again, it's gonna rain. It's gonna rain. It's not going to be water this time, but fire next time. The judgment of God is going to come. Let me rephrase that. The judgment of God is upon this nation and is upon this world. But if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their land, forgive their sins, and heal your land. If you're going to be a successful father, you got to walk with God. Then you got to witness to others. You got to tell them when they're going to hear it, 
when they don't want to hear it. Tell it at the schoolhouse. Tell it at the line in the grocery store. When you get a chance, tell it on your job. Use words if necessary. Can you hear on your word right here, Sister Amy? Preach and witness everywhere you go. Use words if necessary. But the best sermon is a consistent lifestyle. The best sermon is a consecrated lifestyle. The best sermon is the best sermon is a committed lifestyle. Brothers and sisters, when my time comes to go sleep with our forefathers, I want my child and my grandchildren. Child, you ever say, my daddy and grandpa made some mistakes. He didn't do anything right all the time, but he taught me about how to walk with God. He taught me the importance of the, of the Lord, how to live a life in such a way that it would be pleasing in the sight of God. And listen, your children don't always have to get it and get it the first time. They don't have to get it the first time. That's why you have to, got to keep on saying it. You got to keep on saying it. Keep on walking right in front of them. Keep on being committed right in front of them. Don't get make a mistake. Act like you are who you are. Yes. But love them to the place that they can get back on track. Because somebody has to love you until you got yourself back on track. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Want to be successful, Father? You got to walk with God. You got to witness to others. No one not only walk with God and witness to others, but he won his family. He won their respect by his walk and his witness. He won their response. Because when the ark was finished, they followed Noah right into the ark. Y'all hear me? They followed him inside. And brothers and sisters, you ought to do everything you can to see it, that your children follow you in the ark for fear that they, they won't get in. I'm not just talking about the ark of Cypress Wood. I'm not talking about the ark fathers like Noah built in the back of the day. I want my children to follow me to church. I'm not... I, I, I'm not. I, I'm not following them to church. They ought to be following me to church. Yeah, right. Your children right. see you in the morning. Get on your knees, pray. Have I got a witness here? Your children yeah, yeah, yeah. need to see you bow your head before when you eat your food. Only, only. I'm where I am at the Christian I am today because I heard my mom and daddy calling my name in prayer. Amen. I heard them calling my name in prayer. Y'all didn't hear me before yeah. you eat. Before you. Whatever you do, they ought to hear you pray. Am I right about it? Yeah. Is there anybody who's raised like I was raised? Could help me testify that that was back in the day. It was back in the day when parents were not afraid of their children. Look out, look out. They would tell you what you needed to hear, whether you wanted to hear it or not. And they wouldn't even let you make an expression. Like you didn't appreciate what they were saying. Or if your mother was like my mom and daddy, they were saying, you better fix your face. Okay. <laughs> I need somebody to tell you what I'm talking about. <laughs> you ever heard that expression before? That man, don't let me let don't know, don't let me think you get it, man. Because I'm gonna show you what man really is. I wish I had a witness on that. Yeah. Brother and sister, honestly, I didn't appreciate it. But it's amazing how much sense I now know my parents had. Yeah. Now that I have my own children and grandchild. Yeah. Why are you worried about what they think? You don't want their self-esteem to be crushed. My mom and daddy didn't care about anything about my self-esteem being crushed. <laughs> 
They came out of those circumstances because they were feeding me. They were providing for me. They were preparing me for a mean, hard world. My daddy always told me, failure is not one of your options, son. My father was a successful father because he walked with God. He witnessed right. others, and he won his family. You want to be a successful father? Walk with God, witness to others, and win your family. You know what impresses me? When I see a man walking in church with his spouse and his children falling behind him. Can I get into this up here? That's a beautiful sight because what you are saying to the world, ask for me and my house. We will serve the Lord. Don't mean everything going right in the house. But the Bible, I heard a saying, an old grandma told me what they said. The family that uh, preach back to me, help me yes, preach this. Ain't that right about it? No, I'm not telling you right now, separate, but guess what? If you are some foundation, you got to give your kids and your, your family some foundation. Yes. Yeah, they'll stay away from it. I left home. I left home. I was a preacher kid. Nobody knew us how to preach a kid while I was in the army. Mm -hmm. I didn't like a preacher kid. I closed the club down. <laughs> but I bet you when God, God got the dumb diggity thing. Mm -hmm. God got a way of teaching us how to yes. pray and come back in. Yes, yes, Thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. Lord. You ain't getting away. You get grandma, grandma, mama, and God bless the grandmas got to act like fathers. And the moms, they got, and grandma and great grandma got act like fathers. Yeah. Come on now. Uh -huh. God bless them. Keep, keep preaching to them. They don't get it. Because guess what? At the last day, God said that he will not return until every ear has heard about him. Y'all yes. with me? Uh -huh. yes. You heard from me here for years. We in the last day. You may hear that. And you say, you're getting comfortable because there ain't nothing happening. It's happening. Because guess what? Now we got the internet. We got technology. The word of God is going to the remotest places in the world. Yes, it is. It's being no one will stand before God and say, I did not know. Keep preaching to him. In my house will serve the Lord. I'm going to close this day. Now, I think I kept you long enough, didn't you? Yeah, all right. Made no, made some mistakes. Got drunk in front of the children, got naked in front of the grandchildren, but God still used him. Yes, and there's a man in here right now who, like myself, has made some major mistakes. But God still chooses to stand us up on Sunday morning and use us in his service. Yes, yes. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Yes, yes. I'm not ashamed of my testimony. I'm not ashamed to let somebody know I once was lost in sin. Can I get a witness in here? But Jesus took me in. Can I get some old stuff in here? Give another light from heaven. Filled my soul. It bathed my heart in love and wrote my name above. Just a little talk with Jesus. Just a little talk, Sister Amy. We'll make it just all right. Heaven's word. My name is written in the book. Yes. Just a little talk with Jesus yes, will make everything all right. I'm not concerned about it. Because if my walk is consecrated, y'all yes, yes. If my walk is converted, yes. if my walk is committed, yes. God said, I'll find favor with you. Yes, I'm not in the book, I'm not in yes, the book. Y'all yes. know what I'm getting ready to say. Uh -huh. 
in the first division of the song, the Bible says, the first chapter of Psalm says, blessed, blessed is the man, he will be blessed and be planted by the rivers of water. Y'all ain't hearing me. He will, grow, grow, he will bear his fruit in his season. That means that it might look like hell will be breaking loose in my life. And it will. It will. But God said, I'll stick closer to you than the brother. Yeah. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He said, you just keep holding on to my hand. He said, when you can't trace me, you just keep on trusting me. Yes. The good father. Yes. Committed. Yes. Consecrated. Are y'all with me? Yes. Converted. Just do those things. Just walk. Do that walk. And talk that talk. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Put your hands together. I should stand here. Now we stand the invitation to the ship. The doors of the church are open. Maybe there's something that do not know the Lord is their personal Savior. Maybe someone online who do not know the Lord, you can come to the Lord right wherever you are. All you're going to say is come to the Lord, Lord Jesus. God said, I'll teach you how to be converted, committed, and consecrated. I'll strengthen your walk. He said, I'll change your walk with your family. He said, I'll make you a blessed man. What's the word today? Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise.
Lord, everybody. It is indeed an honor to be able to stand here today for Father's Day, because truly fathers are a big part of our young people's lives. Even if you don't have children of your own, get into somebody's child life, because death is still very, very much. And I want to say this because I we funeralized my aunt yesterday. And the little fella looked to be no more about eight or ten years old. He was standing in the midst of all of about five men in Erie, George. I don't know whether that was his grandson or not. I wanted to ask him, but I didn't get a chance to. But have you know not, that young man did the whole service like he was just the owner. He did the casket, he lowered it down, he raised it up, he did all of that stuff to be on about eight or ten. So you know he had some, some instillment from his grandfather, I'm assuming that's his grandfather. But it's the father, the grandfather at the end, the father part. That's what we have to do. We have to train a child, train them while they're young, and they will know the way to go. They will know how to be a, a strong young man, a strong uh, adult. Then when they get older, they'll be a stronger father. So let us just reach out. It takes more than one person to raise a family. It takes their father and it takes their mother. We cannot become mothers without the fathers. The fathers have to do all of that stuff, but we have to make sure we have the fathers back. And we're just going to give a little token of love today um, about of our fathers. We're going to start with the man. Pastor, stand up. You know you're going to be first. Come on down here. Come on. We're going to escort you now. Grandma. <laughs> this our man right here. This this our man. This our father. Y'all can get put some And as you can see, see this This is what he's talking about right here, his grandson. So he's instilling. We love you, Pastor. No. No kissing today. No kissing today. How about you? And this is a little something. Also, Pastor, to let you know we're nuts about you. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome, Pastor. We love you. He said no kisses, so we can't give no kisses because he usually get all the kisses. So I'm just going to ask all the fathers, would you please stand? All fathers. All fathers. Ushers, I need you. Ushers, we need you up here. Jayana. Girls. Come on. Please come. Get them young legs moving. Each one standing. Yeah, each one standing. Come on down here, Which is spoiled everybody else's kids. So please stand up. James, James, everybody dad. He don't give everybody a name. Who is Doohickey? Who is Doohickey? We don't know no Doohickey. So thank you. Thank you all so much for standing and being a part of this great day because it is an honor to celebrate the fathers. Like I said, we can't be mothers without the fathers. 
And y'all played a part of the role. And brother uh, Amerson, I love you. You do so much for all of our young people. You just had like all these kids in here belongs to you. Even though you, <laughs> you didn't follow none of them, but you just grabbed holes. And I just want to give you that special love because you do a lot. I love you. Thank you so much. Let's give him a round of applause. <laughs> Thank you. And that concludes us for today with the father. So it's back in your hand, Pastor. Next week we'll have with Dr. Jenkinson, the ones who are not here. Yeah, that I asked him today. Yes. Amen. That's great. Thank you, Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I also want to remind everyone that next Saturday, the 24th, I'll be performing the wedding ceremony for Brother Anderson and his wife. Amen. Amen. Y'all pray for Pastor Mitch Sean for getting the wedding vows. <laughs> I'm just trying to make him nervous. That's all. <laughs> Amen. This is going to be a grand occasion. I always like to do. That's the best part of the pastor's job that I love doing. The last one I did for the personal church was Brother Anderson's daughter and her husband. Yes. And that was, that was a grand time, too. That was a grand yeah. time. Yeah. They treated me so good down there, y'all. Amen. 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 I thank God for you. The eyes of seeing is on her. You never enjoy the rest of your day. I'll try the mission anniversary is next Sunday at 11 o'clock. Make sure you come. You can have another good grand time here also. Amen. 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 Uh, all awesome eyes ready. <laughs> Thank you.